All right, now I'm gonna have to echo. We got a little echo there. Okay, I'm muting everybody. Got to mute. I got to. You got to mute. I have to. Oh, zoom. Zoom. Okay. All right. Today we have Stephanie Melania on Find Your Beast with Ty. You know, we always have a little audio sometimes when I have guests on, but that's okay. So today we're, we're going to be talking about the energy crisis within ourselves. We got a lot of information. I think we're going to have to do this in three segments because I think each one of us have added more stuff than our 45 minutes that I have allotted for us. So as you bear with us, you know, we're going to bring that purpose of this. And the reason why we're talking about this, because sometimes is the energy crisis really real? Or is it something that we created? And do we need to just drop it? So I have Stephanie Milani on here who has a lot of experience with the energy crisis. And we want to talk about and educate you on how to work through some of those energy crises. Because remember, as I always talk about, you need to have something go on in your life so you can learn. It's your classroom. You got to have something. When we partying, I don't learn nothing. <laughs> I don't learn anything. But how to party and drink more, that's it. I don't learn nothing. There ain't nothing I learned. Partying. <laughs> nothing. Not one thing. I can't even think of it. Maybe so you're... here we go. <laughs> so as I bring Stephanie on, we talked about that energy crisis before. What emotion shows up most in your life when you're in that energy crisis? Start us off there, Miss Stephanie. Okay, so when you're in a low place and depleted of energy what's going to show up it's going to look like depression you're okay. going to funk you're going to be sad you're going to feel like you lost your way it's going to look like you've lost energy momentum a vision for your life you're going to wonder what happened to your inner child the person you once were and you're going to wonder why it seems that your life feels stuck and you can't get things on track It'll look now, like. Are you... oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. As well, overwhelmed, feeling stuck, feeling depleted of energy. Do you feel a little shameful when that happens? For sure. For sure. Now, you why want... is that? Why well, I don't. A little shame. Oops, I don't think social media helps you look at other people who look like they have their lives together, but everyone's really only their highlight reels, aren't they? So. <laughs> they are a hot mess. The low light. The, the, they're a hot mess. Yep. <laughs> we all a hot mess. We might as well just own it. Own your hot mess. Put that down on your, your journal. Own your hot mess. That's all it is. Just owning it. That's the only difference between you and me. I own mine. Yeah. I right. through something crazy. I just know it. Yeah, you have 
have self-awareness. You have to first, it's like uh, first admitting you're an alcoholic. <laughs> you have to first admit, okay, I'm sad, I feel depressed, and I don't know how to get myself out of it. So are there any lifeguards who can mm-hmm. into the depth of my emotion right now and maybe throw me a life raft? That would be great. <laughs> mm-hmm. But them to ourselves as well and what that looks like how do i identify it okay my energy is low it's depleted i feel stuck and overwhelmed i'm starting to feel ashamed i'm starting to feel depressed how do i pull myself out of that what do i have to do so that's what i really want to cover today because of my own experience of pull well pulling myself out of it many times in life when i was in crisis but most recently i'm going to touch on things i did to help my daughter get out of her personal energy crisis and funk because we were really stuck in tandem, kind of pulling each other down. And I knew we had to work together to lift ourselves up. And it didn't matter if she lifted up first or if I lifted up first, because tide lift all boats, right? So what we're trying to do here is just get some momentum going. When other people in your life are happier, you're going to automatically feel happier. When you're happier around them and you're the one bringing the energy because your battery is really full and charged, you can contribute to them and you're going to help lift them up. So I really want to talk about that because my personal deep dive on this topic started in earnest a couple of years ago when my daughter struggled immensely with the online schooling format when kids were sent home on lockdowns. And I know I wasn't the only one because I was attending the school board meetings where the parents were absolutely in anguish and frustration, wondering why the school wasn't doing anything about a brand new mental health crisis that was sweeping through the schools and the communities. And they didn't really have any answers for this. It became very clear that the teachers and the, or excuse me, some of the teachers were trying their best, but they weren't even given the tools. They were just had a heart, a big heart of caring, and you had to identify who those teachers were. But it really was up to us as the parents in our households and individual members of the community to figure out how we were going to turn this ship around and help save our kids. And of course, as anything goes, you can't save someone else without being a benefactor of saving yourself and helping it uplift you in some way and you crossing. So I can talk about that if you want, the steps of what we did. If you have other questions you want to throw in, throw at me. Otherwise I can sort of keep going and unpacking. What what what, what I want to add is before we get too deep dive into your steps and in which you tell us how, you know, because I feel as though did you strategize or did you just jump into the fire? You know what? I strategized. I was really, really lucky that I have a lot of friends in contacts in a lot of fields. My husband and I operate a publishing company and we work with a lot of experts in their fields. I had also been working for decades of my life personally, knowing a lot of trauma counselors and therapists knowing a lot of nutritional counselors. Um, I actually was pursuing a degree in holistic nutrition as well as Chinese medicine when my youngest son passed away. And then I did not complete those degrees, but I had accomplished so many hours of work on them. I had a really good grasp and understanding of what to do holistically nutritionally to feed the brain to pull yourself up through an energy crisis. So I was drawing on a lot of different background skill sets and contexts. And I just decided, okay, now was the time. It was go time. I had to kind of dust off all of these things and apply them. Because for my daughter personally, one of the things a lot of people think of going to as a first go-to is talk therapy. That didn't work for her. We tried a lot of different forms of it, and that just was not her jam. And so one of the things you have to do is lay the foundational nutrition 
building blocks in the brain in order to get the brain to function and even have the capacity to think positively. And no amount of talk therapy is, out, is going to outdo a, bro a broken brain. Um, we're all familiar with the fact that uh, vitamin D deficiency leads to rickets. Vitamin C deficiency in the extreme leads to scurvy. But we don't have enough emphasis in our culture on understanding orthomolecular nutrition and orthomolecular biology, which is the key micronutrients needed in the brain for it to actually function. So that was my first foundational layer is I was going to absolutely change her diet because you can have brain boosting nutrients in your regular diet that for me is, that's a non-negotiable. We start there. And then you can add supplements and herbs. You can do things with homeopathic remedies that, that get you out of fight or flight and put you into rest and repair mode that calm the central nervous system. So nutrition was a really, really big one. And then that we, is a good one. That's a good one. Yeah, we did movement and exercise. Oh yeah. Uh, goal. She had to set a personal goal. Mm -hmm. We did therapy. And so we did a lot of things to stack the deck of cards in her favor and in mine, because we were doing these things in tandem. So one of the examples of something we did in tandem, I was doing Tai Chi in a park with a group of adults, most mostly senior citizens actually that were retired. That's okay. Okay. And I did that for me to start my day with fresh air and sunshine inside nature. I knew that would be a great way to start the day. And even though she was not excited about doing that, she loves drawing and sketching. So she brought her sketchbook and sat at a picnic table right in near the area we exercise. And then she could do something else. But any good clinical psychologist will tell you what you need to establish first is a solid morning routine. And that means sunlight and nature in the first hour of awakening when before the, the, you get to the part of the day where it gets too hot. And if you can just start doing that, you're actually giving yourself really, you're putting yourself in a positive feedback loop just with the vitamin D in your retina. And just with, if you can put your bare feet in the grass. Your and grass, also self-talk. You're right. You, you go gotta with, give yourself some good mirror talk now. You know, I talk about that mirror talk when y'all looking ugly at each other. You yeah. know, I don't like it. I don't like it when you're being ugly to yourself. No. See, no. My, they know when I talk about that mirror talk, see, you got to say something good to yourself, too. You got to feed your mind something that you put in there. Yep. Nobody I believe in touching nature, <laughs> but I believe it starts with your, see that, see that, your mouth. Your mouth needs to say something good in that mirror instead of saying something ugly, just Amen. ugly. Amen. And one of the, I remember one of the things, and this was even before lockdowns and my daughter's personal energy and mental wellness crisis, I was thinking, man, when I looked around my house, I thought, does every room and every drawer I open, does this look like the house of a person who respects themselves? So one of the things you have to really do is a deep, honest dive. Just throw it all out. Personal inventory. Go through Just the hot. Throw it. Just yeah. throw it. Clean it all up. And I realized any cluttered space really was a manifestation of cluttered parts of my brain. And as I worked through them and cleaned them up, it was really working through some more internal personal stuff. And, and Purging. Purge. That's right. 
trauma counselors will tell you that uh, collecting clutter is a it is a sign of trauma. We want to hang on to things that we couldn't control. Maybe how many y'all out there are hoarders? You yeah. know, you're hoarders. I got a lot of stuff too. Don't you worry. I'm purging now. I got a big old box for the ark over <laughs> here. This is my tenth box. My tenth. My tenth trip of boxes. We've been purging after trying to clean up my poor beautiful mother-in-law's stuff. People don't want your stuff. I always remind y'all of that. Don't they don't want your stuff. You might love it. Minimize. What what time period, Tyrone? How short of a time period has this 10th box been put together? Uh, over the past year. Excellent. Over yeah. the past year, we we still got a lot of stuff. I was going to say and you're <laughs> More I just got rid of grandfather clock. I gave it away. People couldn't believe it. <gasps> I just gave it away. I don't care. Wow. Don't care. You are really releasing baggage. I'm releasing. I'm oh, releasing. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to go to Hawaii or party. Yep. You know, I tell people, you got to free it. Yep. You got to free it. You got to let it go. I get, I'm get. i getting away some more stuff. Don't you worry. I got, I got, I got a box started again for the art so I could do it. Oh, yeah. yeah. You got to like, just do it. If you had two weeks to live, yeah. what would you be worrying about? Not your stuff. Not your grandfather. I could care less about it. Oh, that's a great question to just hurry up and get intentional about your life. If you had two weeks left to live, what makes it onto the list of priorities? Mm -hmm. The people you love. You're going to spend that's time right. with them. And the that's rest, right. you ain't taking with you. <laughs> the Egyptians tried it. Guess what? We're robbing them. <laughs> We're robbing them. I mean, honestly, when you look at the conversation and you say to yourself, everybody who tried to take stuff with them, guess who getting it? We robbing them. We're, it's the truth. It's robbing them. Mm -hmm. So when you have that energy crisis, when they're going through this stuff, think about the people who has to clean up that stuff. Mm -hmm. Think of all the things that you collect. Some of the stuff you don't even use. I feel as though the rule of thumb is if it's collecting dust, <laughs> you probably need to let it go. If oh. you got it in the storage shed, yeah. you probably need to just get rid of that. That is That's one thing. And those storage sheds. Really? We're the only country. We're the only country. You must not need it. <laughs> We're the only country that has storage sheds. Only yeah. country. Yeah. All these countries, we the only one got storage sheds. I was going to buy a storage shed because I know y'all going to store y'all stuff. Yep. I don't have a storage shed. And all of my cars are in the garage. I don't in either. In the garage. <laughs> all of my cars are in the garage. Yeah, I don't want the stuff to be out of sight, out of mind. I want to face it and deal with it. So if there's junk and clutter that needs to be processed, I have to be able to see it. And again, that's part of that first step of, of self-awareness, but. Uh, what, ta what takes you down when your life is going great? What takes me down when my life. Like when you're at that high. Yeah. And what just take you down? What just get you in that energy crisis? Because that's what happens. Yeah. Something just slaps us. Slaps Definitely. us right upside the head. You know, you'd be like, whoa, what happened? Yep. What well, happened back there? <laughs> Something hit me. 
that has everything to do with our personal environment and the environments we put ourselves in. Now, sometimes you just won't know. It'll kind of come mug you in the middle of a good day. I remember several years ago, even before 2020 hit, there, I was just sensing this increased stress in the world. And I remember being, you know, a busy mom trying to get one kid from school and another one and run an errand in between. And I stopped at a place that I didn't know where the shopping cart return was. And I didn't have time to do that before running to get my second kid. And so I just looked for a little curb to pop the cart up on so that I wouldn't, um, it wouldn't roll into anyone's car. But a gentleman stood behind my car very angrily, not letting me leave and staring at me in my rear view mirror and cursing me out for not taking the time to return the cart. And now I just want to say, normally I do make a habit out of this. <laughs> I know that's pet peeve for a lot of people, but I was- so you, had, so you had one of them cart Nazis out there. He the was- Cart Nazis, the OCDs. That's and, me. That's and, me. I'm hot man. I'm yeah. hot man when you don't take your cart back. I'd be hot man. Listen, and normally I will, at least nine times out of ten. Again, it would have to be a special circumstance, and I don't have, um, you know, I don't want to leave one kid in the car while I'm running into a store and, you know, all these things. And I just put <laughs> in the situation, but he really got crazy on me. <laughs> People are barely holding it. See, we the only country out there fighting over cars. See, yeah. Look at us. We crazy. Dude, I mean, crazy. waste of energy, right? He could have. Oh, my goodness. Seen that I had a child in the car and he could have tried to see that I was a little bit stressed out or, you know, he could have he could have reacted a different way, but it ended up being so silly. And then within a couple of months of that, I had a, a situation in another parking lot. I was coming out of a store with my daughter and a man who had just gotten out of prison uh, grabbed my arm and was pulling me. He wanted me to walk outside with him and escort him as the police and the security of the mall were closing in on him. And he wanted to hop in my car and wanted me to take him to a train station. I mean, it was a little bit nuts. And I thought, okay, see, I'm not prepared for things like that to just come out and hijack me in the middle of my day. And that will ruin my day. <laughs> and, and you know, really what I tell people to do, you got to be like the matrix when you evolve to that next level, I try to get y'all to that next level. Mm -hmm. I'm getting y'all there. When Neo finally realized that those bullets can't, can't hit me, I can stop those. That's when you evolve to that next level of the Jedi Masters or the Matrix level. When you see that Jedi Master realize, and y'all got to do it too, you got that energy. When you realize that you can repel all of that negativity, because mm -hmm. I done been in the storm, I actually like being in the storm. Mm -hmm. That's where I get my energy level when I'm in the storm, when it's kind of like shifting and moving you and whatever else, that's when I'm getting better. Yep. to think because I write it down you know like when someone says something to me that don't make sense or they do something my job is not to react yep but to respond yep I yep. totally understand that I should put the cart back but I'm thinking about the safety of my child here buddy mm-hmm exactly and I really Really, if you could help me out, if you could take that back for me, I would totally be grateful for that. Right. See, what you do is you de-escalate 
by not raising your energy right. to respond to something that doesn't make sense to you at that time. Enough. I was ready to go out and give him a piece of my mind. And I thought, well, this isn't going to end well. <laughs> How about you give him a piece of your heart instead of your mind? The That's what I tell people. Time was pause because I really believe in the formula stimulus, pause, respond. Mm-hmm. And sometimes the longer the pause, the better the response. And at that there point, when I was fired up and seeing red, I just sat in my car. I originally opened the door to go out and have a confrontation I thought okay that's not a good solution I shut the door I sat there I just kind of closed my eyes for a minute maybe said a little prayer took some deep breaths counted to 10 and then he walked away and that was better that was the best I was able to do in the time but stimulus pause the longer the pause the better response so sometimes when I don't know what to do if it's a completely out of the blue unexpected crisis in the middle of the day I just expect it you just expect it well that's I expect it because I feel as though people are so People, people. Sometimes we just a little rowdy. Yeah. I think sometimes just, I think sometimes people just looking for something. They say, "I dare you." They got to "I dare you." I dare you. <laughs> I dare you to step on my pinky toe. Yeah. I will come a loose on you. I'm serious. I got people who I grew up with. They say, "I dare somebody to be sitting in my seat." That's I dare. Start- how triggered a lot of people are yeah. that always goes back to some trauma or trauma in childhood that they never investigated unpacked or explored and that's why I mean I think this leads and segues right into one of the next subjects I want to top, uh, touch on you're talking about learning to be a neo learning to sink your ballast that's more of a naval analogy but mm-hmm. I know what it is so these waves of life that come crashing don't throw you off balance and off course. And so how can we do that? How can we just sink a little deeper, have pause, and, and then take a moment to regenerate our own energy and our battery? How do we become a power generator? How well, do show we... us that power. Show us that power generator. Well, people who know how to energy their own energy and increase it are really valuable people on the planet right now. I think we all are responsible for our energy. It's up to each of us to keep it as high as possible and keep it charged. And you, I know you're familiar with the neuroanatomist, Jill Bolte-Taylor, when she said, we are responsible for the energy we bring into a room. And after- the light. That's right. She had that stroke and then she wrote that book, Stroke of Insight, but- she dedicated the rest of her life's work to helping other people understand that we have the power to choose to be how we're going to be. How do we want to show up in the world each and every moment, regardless of the external circumstances we find ourselves in? But I always think of it as stacking, every the day. Stacking, stacking a deck of cards in your favor so that you can win at the game of life. And we all know we all have reliable cards at this point in our journey. We've lived a handful of decades on the planet now we understand what brings us peace or joy or love or energy and it's really up to us to create those cards and put them in our own deck to pull them out and draw on them when we need them most when we find ourselves in one of those downward spiral energy crisis moments don't give them the keys no don't give them the keys to your expensive call you're expensive No, don't let anyone else have the keys. And and that would be another thing I would say anytime I realized I was in a personal energy crisis, I gave way too many other people the keys to my car. And that was my job to drive it. 
yeah. <laughs> or as a writer and an artist, you know, there's another saying, don't let anybody else, when you're telling the story of your life, don't let anyone else hold the pen. I gave the pen to way too many people, said, go ahead, you can write the story. No, none of them knew what was best for me. I know what's best for me. And that's neglecting my personal responsibility and my role in my happiness if I don't know what's best for me. That's my job to... to now, how many of y'all do that out there? You know, let somebody else tell you what you should be or what you shouldn't be. That's the question you need to ask. Mm -hmm. Am I being me or I'm being the person they want me to be? That's what you got to say to yourself. Go ahead. Yeah, I think that's why so many people get lost in imposter syndrome too. Like, I think I'm faking it till I'm making it. I think I'm being what other people expect of me or want me to be, or I identify with whatever role I am right now. A mom, a wife, a this, a that, you know, and it doesn't even matter what your, your title is. If you're a teacher or a member of the military or any of these things, we're so much deeper than that and more complex. And at our base foundational level, totally the same. Our, our needs are the same. We have to have certain, we have to feel peace. We have to have moments where we're in rest and not fight or flight. We have to have love and joy and harmony. And we have to have a certain amount of things in our own environment that keep us in a place of better harmonic balance and, you know, just a deeper, calmer, resonant tone and feeling in our body. So again, that I go back to that a lot because having kids is a perfect mirror being in my house. I can tell by the way they're responding and behaving and reacting to me where my energy is at and vice versa. We're influencing each other because our energy fields are so intertwined and, and running into each other all the time in a shared communal space. And that's really a good litmus test. And so that's why it scared me a lot when my daughter was sort of circling the drain. I said, uh-oh, I can see that I'm doing that too. And mm -hmm. what mm -hmm. we were playing off of each other so strongly. Oh, yeah. If I was going down, spiraling down, it was like a, a black hole with its power, gravitational power. It was pulling her down. And now, isn't that true even when you go in a room with a bunch of people? Hmm. Sometimes you just let them just steal your just love Joe. Your yeah. love Joe over there. <laughs> don't that just happen? Yeah. yeah, you don't let that happen. I've watched you. You don't let that happen. <laughs> But, but but doesn't it happen to you sometimes? Of course, you it know, does. let them steal your love, joy. You go in there with stinky, stinking thinking people, and it, the, I had people ask me one day, "Why you so happy?" I was like, "What?" <laughs> I was like, "Do you have time? Because like, you need about thirty minutes. Because I got a lot." Thirty minutes every. <laughs> Hey, you got, you got a lot. I got a lot. Hey, I, got I, a lot. I am too grateful to be hateful. I will say, not only are you super grateful and you do your mirror talk and your deep personal work, but I will say one of the best ways to change your feeling about yourself is to change your appearance. And you're always a sharp dressed man when you're in public, Tyrone. <laughs> you're well, always that's because that's an inner, that's an inner way I feel. Yep. You know, because if I feel that way, good mm -hmm. about myself, I'm going to dress nice. Now, I'm not knocking anybody who walk around with T-shirts, whatever you do. I got on a T-shirt today. But still, it's my energy I'm going to bring to the table to wake it up even higher. That's Amen. how I'm doing it. 
Amen. I'll tell you what that looked like for me. At first, I was feeling pretty low. And so when a lot of people were kind of going G.I.J. mode, lockdowns, and they couldn't get haircuts, they just chopped off all their hair. I'm getting extensions. I'm going to make my hair the longest it's ever been because it makes me feel beautiful. And then it also programs my mind to believe in abundance instead of lack and scarcity. People were really shutting down and going into so much fear. I said, forget it. I'm going to push back against that. And I'm going to, you know, dress like, like I got somewhere to go, even when there was nowhere to go. And the more I did that, and the more happy I felt, and the more beautiful I felt about life on the inside, the more I wanted to wear dresses and kind of keep that momentum going and just feel pretty. I just felt like life was still an incredibly beautiful thing. And I wanted to reflect that in as many ways as I could for me personally. And that was reinforced if I looked in a mirror and saw that I was reflecting beauty on some level, it made me feel more beautiful about life on all levels. So I love that you do that. Everyone knows this. <laughs> yes, man. <laughs> You're always on a game in that. Department, but well, sometimes really I'm grumpy. I try not to stay up about five seconds. Grumpy. <laughs> I try not to let out that gorilla. Oh, but yeah. you, you know what? We all have that. And then you just deal oh, with it's it. it's in there. It's in yeah. there. Because I can unleash it when I need to. <laughs> I've done it. I know this. Yeah. <laughs> but you you have enough life experience and um, management experience with your own personal energy crisis. You know how to get it back on track really quickly. And I, I thank you a lot for being one of my inspirations for That's always. That's why you got to go in the storm and just live in there for a while. Just live yeah. in the storm. Don't be pity partying in the storm. Say, no, 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 no. Mm -hmm. Be joyful when you're in the storm. <laughs> Don't feel sorrowful. Feel joyful. Yeah. No, 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 I'm going to learn something. I'm going to learn. I'm going to learn. This is my learn. This is my classroom. Yep. See, a lot of people don't want to be in the classroom. They think that just having joy, joy all the time is it. But you can have joy even when you having those down and out moments. Because mm -hmm. there's something. Yeah, absolutely. Just one. Just one. Amen. I remember a, a time in college very distinctly where I was going through a personal emotional crisis. And I, I did, I stopped and gave thanks in that moment because I knew I was going to learn so much from it. I was going to learn from it. Like you said, in a way with added depth and dimension that you can't learn when you're just happy partying all the time. You know, you can appreciate those moments when you get to happy party time so much better when your cup has been hollowed out by the pain, by the trials, by the hardships, then it carves a deeper well inside of yourself a deeper space to actually hold and express more joy. It's a really interesting two-step dance, but um, I know you and I have talked about this before too, a conversation that Oprah had with Maya Angelou where Oprah was you know, in tears, distraught about something and Maya Angelou told her, you stop right now and you give thanks and gratitude for this moment. That's These are right. transformational mm -hmm. moments. I will tell you that has served me well, having those pieces of advice or reading a lot of material on the subject because when my youngest son passed away, that was another one of these days. It started out beautiful and amazing. And then we got the phone call that we needed to come see him immediately in the NICU and that he wasn't going to survive the day. And you want to talk about your life turning on a dime. And instantly I referenced some spiritual material I had recently read that said, find something in this moment right now to be grateful about. Oh yeah. And 
it, it really got me through that moment because when my husband and I were holding him as he was taking his last breaths, I thought really hard, what can I find to be grateful about in this moment? Because we know he's dying and there are moments left with him. And the thing I thought of was, thank you, God, for letting me be here with him. Thank you. Thank you for letting me be here. This, what is perfect and right about this moment here and now is that he's not alone. And that I am holding him close to my chest, looking at his eyes and giving him all the love I can muster through my tears. And if he gets to leave this planet with love wrapped in a feeling and energy of love, then this is a perfect moment. I totally agree with that. I tell people to do everything with a good heart. And that's so beautiful. And just pure intentions, no exceptions. And you're going to never be disappointed. That's why I expect for people to just have these moments. And it's okay to cry. I tell people it's good to cry. I'm the biggest crybaby known to man. Mm-hmm. What it does is releases all those endorphins. See, God put it in our tear ducts to have them purposely so that, you know, we we can release all those endorphins. Don't be holding it all in. Just let it out. Just let it out. Hug somebody. Cry. I'm serious. Hold hands. Kumbaya. That's the reason why in other countries, they hug and kiss everybody. I love Italy and Spain. They just love and kiss on people. I love it. You are touching on so many things that I'm touching on at the same time. I literally was just telling my spouse the other day how much I miss culture reminders. Where or or France, where I have friends and relatives in both. And when you greet each other, and even the men on the street, the first thing they do is embrace and you get a kiss on each cheek. Mm-hmm. And you have that beautiful change it's just amazing it's, it's something i yeah. really support that kind of yeah. love in culture. <laughs> and, and maybe time i and see see i'm a guy see it's okay for girls to do it i, I obviously understand that but yeah. see when guys do that they they, they, they think you're too friendly isn't that weird you know it's but, just gir- a- but girls can do it see it's okay for them to do it and i'm sitting there like yeah i wish we could really get over that weirdness mm-hmm. because I love when I see my friends and they make me happy and I'm so lit up to see them. I just want to grab their face and kiss it. <laughs> I was like, tell people, I said, the, the problem is, is we so wrapped up so tight sometimes. We don't want to let go and be in the essence of our truity, mm-hmm. you know, our true self. So sometimes we're tolerating some things that's blocking our energy. What do you think are some of those things? Give us a couple of them that you're thinking, and then I'll add a couple of what I'm thinking here. Of what Uh, block, I can start us off. I think some of the things is that we're afraid to be ourselves. We're afraid to actually speak our voice, to use our real voice, our authentic voice. I'm not talking about the voice based on a title or based on what you do. I'm talking about your authentic voice to be kind. Because remember I said, have a good heart when you say it. Say it out of love. Don't be ugly with it. Say, no, I I love you, but I got to tell the truth, you know, how my heart is feeling. Yes, yes. But I'm not saying it's to heart you. 
I'm saying this to 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 raise up awareness. Yeah. I think that's one of the ones. Well, you you had asked. So, what was your statement to start this? You said, "What are the things you identify that just start taking your energy down?" What was the question? What is it that blocks? What are you tolerating that may be blocking that energy? Yes, routine. I think routine is one of the absolute energy killers. There is so much ennui and boredom with just doing the same habit patterns day after day where nothing is fresh and new and alive. And then you start to feel dead inside. You won't feel as alive if you're not bringing some new energy into your life in some way, shape, or form. So I will touch on now the part I did with my daughter, which was travel therapy. Even if we went to the park, even if it was local, of course, we did some bigger adventures and road trips and air travel and things like this. But changing locations help us change, help so much with changing our perspectives. When we scramble up old habit patterns, it also opens and expands our world. We see new vistas we might have otherwise have missed, and we get important neurological effects that are achieved through travel and new experience. So you know our colleague Nancy, our dear Nancy, who did, she did a whole presentation about this and she's got a message, but she really talked about the neurological effects that travel and new locations right. has on the brain. Now, so some of the people can't travel, so we got to make sure they can still do that even in well, their own genre every day. The local park was a very big deal. There you go. There we you have go. a of nature in our neighborhood. If we just take walks around there, we can have many adventures. Um, my daughter lights up when she just spends time in our backyard. I'll light up more if I spend time in the garden. But of course, that's a whole other area of itself called horticultural therapy you really get positive endorphins for your body when you're interacting with the bacteria in the soil and you're getting your hands dirty and things like this. But I won't talk about that, Carrie. I just wanna talk about how any new situations and environments stimulate our frontal lobe. When we taste different food, it stimulates our gustatory cortex. When we hike, it stimulates the motor cortex. When we navigate even a different town or city, it stimulates the parietal lobe. When we take in a brand new scenic view, it stimulates our visual cortex. So our minds literally expand when we get outside the box. Well, that's one of the biggest energy killers for me. I've said to my husband for years, one of the hardest things for me, a person intent to wander less. My, my zone of planet Earth, I love new cultures, new people, new places, new things, new ideas, new perspectives. I'm not intimidated by people who think different from me. For me, that's fuel. I get excited about it. I want to unpack it. I want to know what makes people be totally different than the way I behave or think. Um, for me, that's just one of the things that charges my battery. So it has been that's a source. diversity. Yep, diversity. I have to have diversity. I mean, yeah. if we don't, it's just, I mean, you get real anemic. You can't just drink homogenized milk all the time. <laughs> my you got to do something different. Just do something different in the morning. Hey, uh, you know, do your basic routine to get you there. Yep. Brush your teeth with a different hand. Try it. Um, drive route to work. I mean, it's, it's different things you can try from, of course, the subtle, like microcosm level, and then you build up to the macro. Sure, you can go on adventures all the time and get farther and farther away from, from your house and your familiar comfort zone of your life. But 
that kind of thing for me is energy for for me the hardest I've ever done because it was such a prolonged was stay home with kids like I knew they needed that um, certain amount of ability and routine but for me I how do I balance that how do I balance providing sameness and predictability with my need and a base human need of the surprises and deviation from the norm and the Well, I totally agree with that. And I definitely think that what we need to do is wake up our time. Sometimes we need to just walk. Now, I work from home. I tell people this is because of the fact that you just got to sometimes just walk. Just walk for a second, even in your house, look around, see what you can purge. Go back to purging. That's what I'm talking about. Go back yeah, to purge because I'm looking around now. I'm doing a walk and I'm like, oh, yeah, it's called a purge. See, what I feel is though sometimes we have to do is move our bones. We got to yeah. move our bones. We got to just talk to ourselves. I think the best conversation is with me, myself, and I. And you guys know that because I talk about that mirror talk. Yep, yep. Well, I'm glad and, you and Stephanie was one of my uh pad ones <laughs> on the mirror talk. We've had some deep co- that's a whole nother that's a whole nother uh we could do five segments on that one. Because mirror have... talk. So we'll yes. do that another time if y'all want that one. That that well, we, we, we that that's deep. That's Let's deep. do me under your wing and I was one of your pet projects. Mm-hmm. Um I really appreciate that you had me really talked to myself in a more loving way because I was really kicking the crap out of myself. Because <laughs> that's, that's part of that energy crisis. Yep. Because that's stealing your joy joy. Yep. See, when we circle it all back around, the energy is already there because as soon as you go on vacation, people feel good, right? Absolutely. They feel good. Or, I- and then when they come back here, <laughs> they do it we do it we all do it i'm going to the coast next month so i know i'm gonna be out there having a good time on the beach and the water and just partying and then when i get we get back here <laughs> no you're gonna oh my goodness you're gonna and... charge the battery and then bring it back and share with us and then we're gonna That's bring right. Our charged batteries, and we're going to share with you. That's how it's going. Shouldn't wait on that period of time. I should just go ahead and bring that energy now. That's what I'm trying to help you guys with. Bring that energy every day. Because remember, I can always tell y'all, tomorrow's not promised. Amen. Mm -hmm. My mama used to say that. I didn't know what she was talking about when I was, you know, teenager i didn't know <laughs> i didn't know what she was, until she died when i was 13 i didn't know what she was talking about i said i don't know what she's talking about <laughs> yeah, yeah I, let's i i want to build a little bit upon that because this really uh-huh. is way when you said you know not everyone can just travel and take off and go fly somewhere else and do all these uh-huh. things you just really immediately in your own home that's right 
most of us, thankfully most of us, do have the ability to move our bodies. And it's one of the easiest, most simple steps that a person can take because movement creates momentum and positive energy and positive emotion. Oh, yes. That was one of the things I was really aware of, too, with my daughter. I thought, okay, let's, it, you know, I thought about Newton's first law of motion, which might sound silly, but this. Nope. That's, that, that, that's, that's perfect. A body at rest stays at rest, a body in motion, mm-hmm. motion. And so the first step you take to put yourself in motion can be a hard one, but once you take that first step, it gets easier to keep moving forward because energy begets energy. So what we tried to do, um, make positive, happy, upbeat music playlists and dance, have dance. Yes. My daughter and I still dance together. It's very cute. It's a very fun, joyful moment for us. And um, we talked about this recently, you and I, but the African proverb that says hard times require furious dancing. So if you oh, want to yeah. mood and switch your energy, switch, switch your energy by dancing and music mm. so much with mm. that. Yeah. Uh, Brene Brown says she has a playlist to uplift her spirit when she's in a funk and she calls it God on the iPod. But you get the I, idea. Every day. Every yeah. day. That's Program me. Music. Create a playlist of your favorite songs. Get started by shifting your energy. You know, it's as simple as that. Make a music playlist, get up, and move your body. Now, some people, uh, you know, their music playlist, you have to be mindful what's going into your mind because it talks about that, you know, in various books, especially that good book. It talks about the media that goes into your mind. That's the reason why I try to... uh, extinguish some of the negative behaviors but i expect negative behaviors because they actually said in studies it takes five positive things to negate one negative one negative thing i've heard it's i've heard it said that it takes 10 positives to negate one negative. well it probably does for some people it probably take 10 for some of them but they right. said at least five things to 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 cancel out why is that why does it take so much because of the fact that one we like drama we actually amp up with drama yeah and it just seems to be when you're in the field of you know trauma therapy and some of the therapists i know and have talked to they Mm -hmm. the, the dramatic bad things seem to stick out in our mind so much more than all the positive things i think we take a lot Mm -hmm. of granted and then all of a sudden this unexpected one bad thing comes and we just let it negate all the work Mm -hmm. our life and it gets so easy to just focus on oh yes the areas we let ourselves down let our kids down let our friends down let our spouse down it's so much easier for you to focus on that than it is for us to say hey how did i show up right for all of these people Mm. Mm. that's that mirror talk yep shifting the focus mirror talk see See, when we putting ourselves down, we like putting ourselves down. Yeah, we just I, love it. We well, just I'll, love it. I actually asked my spouse and my kids in a time when I was in a real funk and even uh-huh. started friends. I said, hey, can you just call me back to myself a little bit? Can you remind me that I still have value and worth and purpose in this world? Can you just tell me what are the positive things that you have liked or admired about me so I can remember when I'm really down. I, I have my kids take the Dr. Seuss, all, Oh, the places you'll go book to mm-hmm. school, school year and have their teachers who have really gotten to know mm. them 
write a positive note in it. And when they're down, I say, you open that book and you look at that. Or you mm. these notes and these cards that your friends have written you. And you keep this all in a box in a special place. And where you're down, you read these words all back to yourself. For these people who have seen the true essence of you and the goodness mm. of who you truly are and let you let that call your soul back to yourself and wake that person up inside again because these these temporary feelings these horrible things even me losing a child that the deep rawness of that pain was still a temporary condition i will miss him every day until i see him again but that doesn't mean my life wasn't able to return to a place of extreme joy and happiness again and and deep inner peace i was able to really celebrate life and not just stay stuck and in a deep place of grief, because just like anything else, an emotional pain and trauma too inflicted, it's when you have a wound on your skin, it's still meant to close up and heal. It might leave a scar, uh -huh. heals. And if you ha haven't had your emotional wounds close up and heal, there's work to be done there. That's how you know, there's still work to be done. But if you can't get there yourself, call on those lifeguards, call on those other people who have their, their batteries fully charged them. Say, hey, can you just lend me a little bit of your energy right now, I'm really starting to lose my way. Energy sometimes too. I tell people I still with their energy when they're feeling good. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I still their energy when I hug them. I say I'm stealing some of your energy because exactly. I know you done stole some of mine because I That's feel it when it leaves me. <laughs> I felt it, so I'm gonna steal a little bit of yours today. I might need a little extra because I right. know I'm getting ready to go in the den of negativity. Yep. <laughs> so I need a little extra. Especially, you know, when you're around people who sure. don't be grateful for nothing. I already know that. That's in some of my mentoring sessions. Well, I, I need a little extra. Let me just go on and get a little extra. Just mm -hmm. a little bit. Because I love them. But I'm, I'm going to need some of yours, too. Yeah, it's like, hey, you've got some good energy going on today. Why don't you come over here and give me a hug? Put some of that on me. <laughs> yeah, so, so as we walk through this, the thing is, what I want to get across, one of the things you brought about was that mirror talk, getting yourself back. And sometimes you got to, you need to call in the lifeline. That's you right. need that life preserver to help you out That's during right. that time. And as we wrap up, I want you to give us two nuggets that helped you get to that next level and then I'll sum us on out of, because we're going to have about three parts of this, just to let you guys know, because I know we got way more stuff than this to talk about. Yeah, I guess if I could summarize, summarize it in two nuggets is mm -hmm. detox, detox from the stuff that's holding you back in life. Like you mentioned clutter, that's a simple way, but detox the crappy stuff. Just like you said, the good book talks about good thoughts in your mind. Mm-hmm have to detox the bad ones and you got to detox the crappy food or non-food or synthetic stuff that they call food that you put in your body because that's going to affect your mind and your energy so you have to detoxify you have to take the stuff that is bogging you down your energetic system and mm -hmm. then amplify lift up and fortify the positive things and stack the positive cards in your deck so you got to Number one, remove everything that's blocking your flow of energy and life force and positivity in life. And then you have to fortify by adding more heaping helpfuls onto your plate of the things that you know light you up. And they, at the fundamental levels, those are the very same basics that light us all up inside. Oh, my goodness. She put a lot of nugget bombs in there now. 
<laughs> I want y'all, y'all, y'all got a lot of nugget bombs. <laughs> you need to fortify. You need to bring it up to the next level. She put some powerful words, fortify your body. Because if you think of any good movie, they fortified their minds when they were in the crisis. See, I take notes on most movies. I love watching movies. Most of y'all know that because I use movie analogies all the time and you weren't paying attention and you're not applying some of those media systems into your daily life. See, I believe negative, even that person that's being negative, guess what? I feel as though that I'm going to take the note of how do I bring them out of not believing in their selves anymore when they feeling down on themselves, when they're in the pity party. Because all of us done been in the pity party. I call it undercover for some of y'all. Because mm-hmm. I done been in the undercover pity party when something didn't go my way. When I didn't get what I wanted. Why is it that I'm a good person? See, all of us justify <laughs> well, I I I did so good, Lord. You know, uh, uh, why did that happen to me? Well, guess what? You you actually in the classroom. You got to learn something. And as you learn something, I found over the years that as you in that classroom of learning, stop for a second. Stop for a second and just think. What all the good that has happened before you went into that that storm? Mm-hmm. See, see, we only thinking about the storm. That's why I say I like being in the storm sometimes. Because this is when I'm going to get to apply some of those concepts. See, I don't get to apply those concepts when I'm having happy hour. I don't get to apply them. No, you only get the chance to apply them when you're mm. testing. Yep, that's when we do all that good work. We save it up for the moments we're testing. Uh-huh. Did it really stick? Uh-huh. Really become yeah. a person from the inside out because that'll show up in your outside actions. Yes. That's when you're in the work. Mm-hmm. That's when we got to do our work. That's when you got to go get somebody else. You might be a lifeline. Amen. You need to go help them. Get Amen. them out of the lifeline. Yeah, go get them. Go get them. Drag them on. Come on. Yep, you Come just on, hug them and kiss them. Let's go. Come on. We are in earth school. And if we think of it like That's how right. back to school in kindergarten, just go back to the basics. Share, mm. help each other. Mm. Have it. nuggets. Those <laughs> are some nuggets. <laughs> go back to basics. We can do a whole other episode. I on- love kids' books. Come back Read to- a kid book. That's right. There's just a lot of nuggets and wisdom when we go back to the basics and return to the simple things in life. Oh my goodness. We can go on to that later. Right now we should put a bow on this. We've gone over time. (laughs) So what we got to do is to sum this out. Call to action. Number one, start your mirror talk. Yep. Start energy talking in the mirror, bringing up your own energy without your lifeline. Now, if you need your lifeline at the beginning, that's okay. But I want everybody to just start your mirror talk when you're in your energy crisis. Go to the mirror. Now, you know me. I tell y'all this all the time. It's best to do it first thing in the morning when you're free burden. When you're free burden, just do, just free burden. Say something good to yourself because that's the 
it, you know, because that's when we get to talking about ourselves. You know what I'm talking about? Y'all get the, ooh, look at me. Ooh, you get that, you get that ugly on you. Ooh, ooh. Why I don't look like such and such on that Cosmo or that, or that glamour fair? Ooh, I ain't got no eight pack. Well, you know you ate cookies. Because I love cookies. Y'all know that. So ain't no pissing me up here lying. I love pie. I love cookies. So stop lying. You got to be you. You just go ahead and be you. You know you had cookies. I had Magnum ice cream the other night. So I know. <laughs> I you, you can't be talking about, well, I don't look like the rock. I don't look like the rock today. Hey, well, oh, what happened? What happened? Well, you know that Magnums. You had two Magnums this week already. You know that's the problem. Come hey, on well, now. You Let's, have an eight pack if you're just walking around all grumpy all the time. That's right. That's why I said, see, a lot of times you just got to believe that this is only temporary. Stephanie brought that home. This too shall pass. Trust me, my my assistant, she died and she was 45 years old from cancer. Mm -hmm. So the thing is, this stuff's going to pass. And, and as we go through this, we got to work our mind out through this and get through this. We got this. Mm -hmm. So we're going to close this out. Mirror talk number one, set your intentions, go out there and touch stuff with nature, declutter your mind every mm -hmm. day. Detoxify every day, fortify every day. Put the good stuff on the plate. Remove the bad things from the plate. Go to that next level. Raise your voice and continue to move forward. Your true voice. Not the voice you think that everybody say you should say. Your true voice. Thank you very much. Find your beast with Ty. We're going to have more episodes on this. I'm We are already done. I still got more notes. I didn't touch all my notes yet. I only touched, like, I only touched 10% of my notes. Yeah. I don't think Steph's touched. She might have got 20%, 25%, 30% of us. But as you hear us talking, if it resonates with you, hit me up. Next time we're going to go Facebook Live, then we're gonna, it's going to be on like Donkey Kong. <laughs> All right. Thank you much. I appreciate Steph for coming on. Thanks, Tyrone. Being on here. Much love. I appreciate you. We're out.